to History with Stewart's class. My name is Diana. My name is Grace. And my name is Kylie, and today we will be talking about the events of World War II and their outcome. Our first topic will be the invasion of Poland. The invasion of Poland happened from sep September 1st to October 5th, 1939. And on September 17th, the Red Army crossed the Polish, Polish border. Its code name was the Fall West, the German Army Group North Attack from Pomerania and East Parisia, while the South Group went to into Poland from Silesia and Slovakia, which was the cause of World War II. Out of 800,000 troops, 66,000 um, 66, 66, Polish were dead, 130 wounded, and 400,000 were captured. This was the event that introduced the Blitz the Blitzkrieg or Lightning War because of how fast everything happened. Britain and France had declared war on Germany on September 3rd, which didn't help Poland at all, however. The attack on Pearl Harbor was on December 7th, 1941. Its operation name was Operation AI. At about 8 a.m., Japanese planes filled the sky over Pearl Harbor, the naval base near Honolulu, Hawaii. Bombs and bullets were flying everywhere above 20 American Navy ships were destroyed completely. The attack killed more than 2,400 Americans, some being innocent civilians. The day after, Franklin Roosevelt made his famous day of infamy speech, which then got America directly involved in the war after refusing to interject for two years. Some think that Pearl Harbor was actually an inside job. In 1940, there was a secret recording from FDR which made some think that he was inviting and encouraging the Japanese to start a war with them. What do you guys think? What is your thoughts on this? What are you messing around with, Grace? Oh, I'm just snacking on some M&Ms. M&Ms are my favorite candy. I couldn't imagine living without them, which, by the way, did you know that M&Ms were specifically made and sent to American soldiers overseas and weren't sold to the public until six years later? Really? Yeah. In 1941, Mars had patented the M&M and began selling to American soldiers. Before that, he was making Mars bars for the Spanish Civil War, but that's besides the point. Soldiers already had access to chocolate bars and their rations, but what really sweetened the deal, no pun intended, and made M&M's the new chocolate fad was the M&M's were packaged in cardboard tubes. That made shipping them so much easier. Plus, because of their crunchy shell, they were like heat-resistant chocolate. Isn't that incredible? Okay, okay. I know that M&M's directly tie into the World War II. However, leave your stomach behind and let's get back into the program. Oh, sorry. What were we talking about again? Oh, D-Day. My bad. D-Day was from June 6, 1944 to June 30, 1944. It was also known as Operation Overload. 156,000 American, British, and Canadian forces landed on five beaches that were a five-mile stretch of France's Normandy's region. By the end of the day, the Allies could begin their advances in France. Western Europe was liberated, and the Nazis were defeated, and World War II ended. Next was the Battle of Bulge. The Battle of Bulge was known as Ardennes Offensive, nicknamed 
Watch on the Rhine. It lasted for six weeks from December 16, 1944 to January 28, 1945. The German army launched the attack with 200,000 troops initially, later having 1 million total and 1,000 tanks initially in response to their loss on D-Day. As the, as the Allies were moving east into Germany, Germany's army, army was uh, moving west through the Ardennes Forest, an unexpected route that was made up of condensed forests and heavy snow from the winter. Germany's army had overcome the four t tired and un inexperienced American divisions stationed here and continued towards the Messu River, which created a path in the middle of the Western Front that led to the name Battle of the Bulge. This plan was supposed to cut off the British Army from the American Army, <coughs> cut off the British supplies, and isolate the British. The weather from winter cleared up, and the Allies could use the air again for attacks and scoping out the enemy, which is where the battle took a turn. Germany suffered 120,000 losses, while the Allies only suffered 75,000 um, casualties. And next, VE Day. By April 1945, the Allies had begun to overrun Germany from the west as Russian forces advanced from the east. On to the 25th of April 1945, Allied and Soviet forces met at the Elbe River. There, the German army was all but destroyed. Five days later, Hitler killed his dog, his wife Eva, and then committed, continued to commit suicide in his Berlin bunker. He was a crazy man. Admiral Karl Donitz then sent General Alfred Jodl to General Dwight Eisenhower's Supreme Allied Headquarters in Reims to seek terms for an end to the war. On the 7th of May, General Jodl signed the unconditional surrender of German forces, which was to take effect from the 8th of May. After six years and millions of lives lost, the Nazi scourge was crushed and the war in Europe was finally over. May 8, 1945, meant an end to over six years of war. Can you believe that? <laughs> it was the day of formal acceptance by the Allies of World War II of Germany's surrender. It marked the official end of World War II in Europe and in the Eastern Front. Germany signed an unconditional surrender, and VE Day was, wasn't only a day to celebrate, but a day to reflect on the many lives lost. It took approximately 20 hours to complete all of the surrender documents. VE Day also sparked the deadly Halifax riot. Oh, oh shoot, sorry for interrupting, but I just cut my finger. How did you even manage to do that? On my paper. I picked it up and it slipped and cut me. I think I need a band-aid. Actually, this is a perfect time to talk about the introduction of duct tape in World War II. How does duct tape have anything to do with my paper cut? A lot more than you think. Besides the use that we have today for duct tape, like fixing things and putting things together, which soldiers also did to fix their windows on their cars and sealing ammo crates, plus other various things, they also use duct tape as a bandage. Bandages? Taking that... Imagine taking that thing off! That, that takes the thing ripping off a band-aid to a whole nother level. I know. I couldn't even imagine having to use duct tape to cover my wounds. Vestas Stout, a defense plant worker, came up with the idea while packaging boxes. She wanted something that she could that could be waterproof, yet also be easy to open for soldiers. She wrote a letter to FDR, who then sent it to the World War Production Board, and then used 
where it all started. Johnson and Johnson made it, and the army put it to use. It was known as duct tape because of its waterproof features, because of the change of uses between World War II and now it changed to duct tape due to its use for holding air together. Wow, I never even knew that. I still wouldn't like using it as a band-aid though. So can we get an actual band-aid for my finger? Are you sure you don't want to try it? Trust me, I think I've made up my mind. All right, all right. Enough about the band-aids and the duct tape. Next is atomic bombs. Hiroshima's atomic bomb. The Hiroshima bombing was on August 6, 1945. Hiroshima is known to be the home of the headquarters of the Japanese army that defeated many war industries. At approximately 2.45 that morning, three American B-29 bombers of the 509th Compos Composite Group took off to Hiroshima. Colonel Paul Tibbetts piloted the lead bomber, <laughs> Enola Gay, which was carrying a nuclear bomb named the Little Boy. At 7.15, the bomber crew armed the bomb, and the plane began to descend to the bombing altitude of 31,000 feet. Little Boy fell almost 6 miles and 43 seconds before detonating at an altitude of 2,000. The bomb exploded with the force of more than 15,000 tons of TNT. The temperature at ground level reached 7,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and at least 80,000 people died instantly. Soon after, people who had survived died due to injuries and radiation poisoning, while some survived with burns or being blinded due to this explosion. The Atomic Bomb of Nagasaki was on August 9, 1945. 286,000 people were living there at that time. The plutonium atomic bomb nicknamed Fat Man, was detonated over the city of Nagasaki that killed 47,000 people and 57,000 people sustained severe injuries. The original target for the second atomic bomb was Fukukura, which was home to the to ja uh, Japan's uh, largest arsenal the, that produced chemical and conventional weapons. The reason they did not target Kokora was because of visual bombing that had been made as a mandatory requirement because upon arriving at the original target, they found that it was covered by heavy ground haze and smoke. They did not trust the accuracy of the radar for the original target that was intended. Many of the survivors after the incident faced higher risk of different types of cancer like leukemia and breast cancer that increased rapidly throughout the years as well as radiation poisoning and psychological trauma. An interesting fact, the ground temperature reached 400,000 degrees Celsius, and after the bombing, radioactive rain poured down in the area. Do you think this was ethical for the bomb, ethical to bomb innocent civilians in the name of war? No, but we don't get a say in what our government does or what their government does. As much as it sucks, we have no choice in it. I understand that they could not bomb the, I understand that they had to bomb the cities, but they didn't actually have to. Just because they could not bomb the naval base, I feel like it is unethical to bomb innocent civilians, despite the fact of them being our enemy. And lastly, for today's broadcast, VJ Day. VJ Day stands for Victory Over Japan, when Japan stopped fighting in World War II. 
Japan ceased fighting on August 15th until September 2nd, 1945, when they officially surrendered. On the, second, on the 17th of July through August 2nd, 1945, the, the United Kingdom, USSR, and the USA all participated in the Potsdam Conference in Potsdam, Germany, where the big three Allied powers tried to come up with ideas to restore peace in the war after Germany finally surrendered. During the conference, they made a Potsdam Declaration, which was giving Japan a final warning until the U.S. dropped atomic bombs. Instead, Japan refused to surrender because of the humiliation and were ready to fight to finish no matter what. <coughs> after the first atomic bomb, Little Boy, was dropped in Hiroshima, the city was in ashes and there were an estimated amount of 135,000 casualties. Three days later, on August 9th, the second atomic bomb, Fat Man, exploded above Nagasaki, killing 73,000 people. These two bombings added up to be between 129,000 to 226,000 casualties. After that, Japan realized they could not go into war with the Soviet Union and were forced to surrender. And that concludes today's podcast. We hope you learned something and hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.